Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Quiet, please. Quiet, please. Broadcasting Company presents Quiet Please, which is written and directed by Willis Cooper, and which features Ernest Chappell. Quiet Please for today is called Light the Lamp for Me. They say that my historical books, my stories based upon happenings in the past, are extraordinarily vivid. They say they're minutely accurate, that they read as if I'd actually been there, seen the happenings in person. They say that my descriptions of the early days of the California missions, particularly of the San Fernando mission, are more painstakingly detailed than even the contemporary accounts of the Brown Road Franciscans, who lived and labored, prayed and died in the shadows of the Sadobi walls. They wonder what undiscovered source material I alone have access to. And now the time has come to tell. Do you know San Fernando, La Mission San Fernando Rey de España, with the statue of Father Sara beside the fountain in the memory garden across the road, the screen door that opens into the musty little office and the sign that reads, Curios, the arches of the cloister where the cracked plaster shows the ancient dobe bricks, the wrought iron bars on the windows, the sheep pen down at the end of the cloister where the surly old ram glowers at you through the wire. Do you know the convento and the glass cases of gold-threaded vestments against the walls, the old weapons, the rites of stirrups, the utensils carved from wood, and the sagging old door frames and the wooden steps and the still room? Do you know the still room? The distillery where the old monks make brandy from the sour wine of the valley. 
remains of copper pipes and vats in an ancient still, and a wooden platform with steps, worn and eroded by time and countless footsteps, priestly and secular. A cramped, tall room, windowless, faintly odorous on a damp day of the spirit of the grape that was distilled there. The dust of 150 years. The walls covered with names and dates scratched into the crumbling dobe. Gene and Vinny from Toledo. Kilroy and Harry Bubeck of San Francisco. Staff Sergeant Pearl Parmley of the WAC. And my cigarette lighter slipped from my fingers as I started to light a cigarette. In the half-darkness of the still room, it bounded into a far corner under the platform. And with an appropriate remark about the perversity of inanimate objects, I went down on all fours and crawled in the dust to retrieve it. In the farthest, dirtiest corner, of course, on a loose dobe brick alongside it. A brick that concealed a hidden treasure? I smiled briefly at the conceit as my fingers probed in the spaces where the brick had been. And there was something there. A lamp I discovered when I crawled out clutching it. An ancient bronze lamp, green with age. A lamp like those the Romans used. Something like a modern sauce boat. And a musty frayed wick protruding from its snout. Most interesting discovery here in a California mission. I took the lamp to the door the better to examine it. Made another discovery. The lamp was full of oil. The wick was greasy with it. Here was more than mystery. Then, curiously, I flipped my lighter and touched the flame to the wick. Yes. Thunder. Thunder and darkness around me. And only the tiny flame of the lamp to reveal the yawning door and adobe bricks of the wall. And in its feeble light, the bricks looked newer, cleaner. And the great copper still inside the room gleamed brightly and cast flickering reflections of the ancient lamp back at me. And a voice spoke in my ear. Que tienes, Ted, amigo? He stood close beside me. The soldier in Morion and steel breastplate, one hand on the hilt of a long, straight sword with a basket hilt. A Spanish soldier of the late 18th century. He was real flesh and blood by the weight of his grip on my shoulder. Now... My Spanish is very limited. This apparition was a very astonishing thing. Astonishing, I thought. Impossible. And I answered him in English. What happened, I asked. Ah, English, huh? English, I mean. I'm an American. What's going on here? Well, I'm Irish. You are? My, my name was Peter Paul O'Brien in Galway. Now, I'm Pedro Pablo Otacon, soldier in the armies of His Majesty of Spain. And the last man as ever was. I... Oh, I get it. The cinema, huh? Cinema? Movies. I'm afraid I do not understand you, Caballero. But what made it get dark so suddenly? It's been dark for near four hours, amigo. It's... What kind of joke is this? There is no joke. Well, what... And you could be telling me how you came in possession of my lamp. Your lamp? My lamp. I'm sorry. I, I found it in there. Where I hid it yesterday. Yesterday? It's been in there a hundred years if it's been there a day. So? It must have been. Look at it. Well, perhaps it has been then. <laughs> of course. Friend, would you be knowing the date? Date? The year and the day. Now? Now. Why, 
September. I will tell you. September 26, 1799. Look here. No. There's no point at all in keeping in ignorance, amigo. Since you found the lamp and lighted the same. Go on, friend. Uh, It is my lamp. I found it one day in Spain, and I carried it with me for long years before I found out what were its powers. It was in Granada, I mind, that I first found out. Uh, a dark night in the barracks. I bethought myself of the little lamp. And in my mind, I was thinking of the days of the Saracens in Granada when I lighted the little wick. And caramba, when it flamed up, I was sitting for them, two of them. Two of whom? The Saracens, the Moors, bedad. Scimitars they had, and long spears, and great black beards. <laughs> I don't believe it. Well, you're here, are you not? From your own time? Well, you lighted the lamp whilst you were thinking of the old days. Well, I... Ah, hear me, man. You've not much more time to listen. That is the power of the lamp, then. Think of a time and light the lamp, and you're there. Blow it out, you're still there. But light it again, and think of another time, your own belike, and it's like that. <laughs> I don't believe... It makes little difference, amigo, what you think. Well, give me back my lamp. Well, now, look here. How, how do I know it's yours? And how do I know? I have the means to take it from you. Why, I could run you through. You wouldn't get away with it. Why, the police Ah, would... man, listen. Do not be judging events by the standards of your own time. But that is not now. I'll have back my lamp. I won't give it to you. Ah, it was in me mind to let you live as best you could. A full 150 years before your own time. But I see I must not do it. Ah, look here. There's such a thing as law. Oh, best still. But if you blow it out and light it again and wish yourself back where you came from, well, then I'd not have the lamp at all, at all. And since I cannot wish you back myself, there's only one thing to do. And he leaned across my shoulder and blew out the lamp. In the darkness, I heard the sound of steel as he drew his sword. I felt the wind from the sword stroke and my hat was plucked from my head. In frantic reflex, I swung the lamp. It struck flesh and bone. In the dark, I heard a groan, a clashing of steel, as Pedro Pablo Obrejon fell. I waited a long time before I applied my lighter to the wick of the little lamp and thought of home time. And the thunder crashed. And I stood there in the sunny afternoon alone. The old ram blatted an impatient automobile horn sounded on a highway. The adobe bricks were crumbling and ancient again. And there was a sword cut in my hat. I saw as I picked it up. And there was blood, fresh blood, on the base of the little bronze lamp. And so I blew out the flame that flickered so pale in the sunshine. And I wiped it off. Sat down. And thought. And thought. Days later, when I went back to the year 1799, to a time two weeks after my first visit there, when I went back to arrange for masses to be said for the repose of the soul of Pedro Pablo Brejon, late of Galway, I asked one of the good fathers to translate for me the worn, dim inscription incised into the base of the lamp. It is hard to read, he told me, for the letters are different, old. But it was Latin, and at last he made it out. Triteritus. 
Futuris Sema. The past many times. The past many times. The future but once. And I wondered then. I wished that I'd had more time to talk with Abrahal and learn of his excursions into the past. Whether he had possessed the hardihood to take his one trip into the future. For truth to tell, I myself had not. But I made many trips back and learned many things, which you may have explained that in my books. Yes, I was there. I saw John Fremont. Pio Pico was my friend. I saw the marches behind the bear flag in the days of the California Republic. I knew many people whose names are in history now. I knew them and they knew me. And we were friends. You ask how? I have but to light my lamp and think of a time when I am there. There are only two restrictions. One, that I can change only time, not place. If I wish to see Chicago in the mid-90s, I must go to Chicago. If I would watch the Battle of Hastings in 1066, I must go to England. And the other, I may see the future only once. And I find myself incapable of choosing a time in the future which I would want to see. But let us speak of the past a while longer. Do you know the old Vicente de los Adobe and Encino, where Balboa Street runs into Ventura Boulevard? The long, low adobe house with the thick walls, the broad fountain in the yard. You must have driven past it dozens of times. I lived there with my wife, Concepcion, Conchita Morales, all through the year 1821. I think that was the happiest period of my life. Yes, the little bronze lamp was a priceless gift. A gift that no mortal should ever possess, I'm afraid, for there were certain things. The immutable laws governed it. I have no idea where it came from, who discovered its powers, who fixed its powers, but it brought evil as well as good, sorrow as well as joy, punishment, shall we say, for the possession of such transcendent powers. I'd hoped that with the lamp I'd be enabled to live again certain happy days, but I found that once lived, those days were forever gone. I remember how I found it out. It was not always easy to explain my long absences from Conchita and our home in the valley. I couldn't say, what is all? I had been visiting other times. I did the best I could. Almost always Conchita was satisfied, happy that I'd returned. But there was a time when I'd been away and miscalculated. The time when I came back. It was six months later than I thought. The house was dark and silent as I walked up the path. I called... Conchita! Conchita! And there was no answer. Only old Tiburcio, her father, was there, squatting in the darkness. His quavering voice answered me. Manfredo? Hold off, Tiburcio. Where is everybody? You have been gone a long time, Manfredo. I'm sorry. I meant to come back earlier, but something happened, and I... How's Conchita? I'm hungry enough. What's the matter, Tiburcio? Perdices. I said I'm hungry. Mucho tengo hambre. What's the eat? No, it's not. What's that? What's the matter? Where's Conchita? Conchita is dead. What did you say, Tiburcio? 
she died four days ago, Manfredo. Your child was born. And she died.
interesting facts last night. My doctor, Catherine Sprague Hunter, M.D., a practical, hard-headed woman, a friend, my doctor. Last night we sat alone and spoke of many things. Many things. Of course I believe it, Nancy. I find it difficult to believe it, but... Yes, I believe it. I'm glad you do. I was afraid. I rather envy you. Don't envy me, Catherine. Yes? Ah, too many things on my conscience, things that came about through this lamp, you know. Peter Paul O'Brien that I murdered. Let's not say murdered, Manfred. Murdered in 1799. And Conchita. That you couldn't help, you know. I don't know. Perhaps if I'd come back sooner. You never know. You could have had adequate medical attention, perhaps... If I could have gone back earlier, taken you back with me... You couldn't do that. No. Only myself. I... I feel a sense of inadequacy, Catherine. I, I feel that with this amazing power, I should have done something with it. Something for other people instead of for myself alone. I wish... Your books, you know. Yes, I know the books, but after all... And now, after what you told me tonight, it's too late, isn't it? I don't know. What you said? I said, I'm afraid you haven't too much time, Manfred. I said you'd better begin to set your affairs in order. They're in order. As much in order as they ever will be. After you told me the story about the lamp, I wondered. Wondered? But perhaps there weren't some loose ends somewhere. Some time, I mean, that might need catching up. No, I don't think so. No, I think not. But except, as I said, I wish there were at least a few things I could do uh, for someone else. You know about that, Manfred. I don't. If I... If I could have taken back a gift of, of happiness to someone. But I didn't. When I got the lamp, I killed a man. When I met Conchita... I... I sat and watched Custer's men being slaughtered. What could you have done? I might have fought with him. I might have contributed... Contributed your own death. What good would that have done? Maybe I'd been happier. I think not. I... I've been handed the greatest opportunity of all time, and... What have I done with it? Manfred, why are you so afraid of the future? What makes you think I'm afraid of the future? You are, aren't you? Not afraid of it. Yes, you are. Well, who isn't? The past, that's happened. We know about it. We can take care of ourselves in the past, but... The future. But the future is the place where you might find that gift you want to bring to humanity. To others, if you don't like the pomposity. I don't know. Something's there. Something that might help us if we know a little about it. No. You say you owe a debt, Nancy. Yes, but I... I don't want to remind you of what I told you tonight, but... How long have I got, Catherine? Shall I tell you? Tell me. 
You may have six months. Mm. Or you may have ten years. But uh, six months is more likely. Yes. Yes, it is. Or... Or what? Or less. Catherine, I'm afraid. It's your decision, Manfred. But there's not much time. Well, what if I find... Yes? Well, if I find I'm dead when I go into the future, would that be suicide? You might be dead an hour from now, Manfred. No. You or I or anyone. Maybe I wouldn't be able to come back. You have only to light the lamp, you said. Well, I know, but... They might not let me come back. I rather think they'd be glad to help us. Because anything we might do with their secrets could conceivably help them. Yes, I suppose. I suppose so. Well, think it over, Manfred. I will. Telephone me in the morning. All right. Good night. Good night. Desolation. And you 
unwitting man to view it. No, I don't know how far into the future I went. I said I wish I could see the future, you know. It may be that the time I'm in is a hundred years from your time. A hundred and five. For one hour. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.